Hey, welcome to the Impact Church podcast. We're having a baptismal service today, so we're talking about what is Jesus doing? Jesus is getting baptized. This is sermon number six in our What is Jesus Doing series. So I want to talk to you about the power of baptism and what baptism releases in your life. And it's very dynamic. It's way more than just getting wet. So you should listen. Come on, pay attention. Come on, let's get into the Word. I want to talk to you about water baptism. We're in the middle of a series on what is Jesus doing. And what Jesus is doing today is he's getting water baptized. So that's what's going on today. All right, did you know Jesus got water baptized? And he did it to fulfill all righteousness. So Peter, in Acts chapter 2, Peter said this. He was preached The first sermon, the first sermon preached in church, the first church meeting, Peter stood up and he preached. First sermon, Peter said, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the Holy Spirit. There's three things there. You repent because you heard something good, Right? Repentance isn't just let's repent of what? Let's repent for what? Let's repent to what? So literally I'm changing my mind. Why? What am I changing my mind from? What am I changing my mind to? What new information do you have that I should do something different? There's free coffee at Tim Hortons today for everyone who goes. Well, I'm going to not go straight home. I'm going to go to Tim Hortons first. I'm going to repent of my thoughts before. I'm going to change my journey because I can get a free coffee. Woo! That's not true. There's no free coffee at Tim Hortons today. But, you know, if you hear good news, you're going to change your mind. And repentance is not something you do. Repentance is the fruit of of the saving grace of Jesus Christ. It's something that is done because you get a revelation of God's goodness in your life. In the old covenant, they had this turn around and God will bless you. In the new covenant, here's the good news. God had blessed you. God has blessed you. Just open up your heart and receive it. Here's the good news. God has blessed you. I repent. I'm going to align myself with the message of good news. I am forgiven. I am healed. I am free. I receive that in Jesus' name. So there's got to be that going on. So you see that. So Mark chapter 1, 8, I indeed baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. So there's several baptisms. There's several baptisms. There's three that are essential to be a fully initiated believer. Now, John the Baptist baptized people in water. But John the Baptist's whole message about Jesus, if you ask John the Baptist, who is this Jesus and what will he do? You, who are the God-ordained prophetic forerunner of Jesus Christ, I want to come right to you. You tell me, who is this Jesus? you're talking about and what is the focus of his ministry john the baptist would say this to you he will baptize you with the holy ghost and fire that is how he summarized the full ministry of jesus his whole purpose is so that he can go once and for all he can actually totally be victorious over sin satan death everything and he's going to open the door to you to be flooded and saturated he's going to baptize you and whack you in the holy ghost that's what jesus has come for Amen? So if we didn't get whacked in the Holy Ghost and baptized the Holy Ghost, we missed the whole purpose of Jesus coming. He didn't come to get a group of people saved. He, got, he came to get a whole bunch of people so saturated with the third person of the Holy Ghost, so full of the kingdom of God, that we're going to partner with him in changing the world. He didn't come to get you to heaven. He came to get heaven to earth and saturate you with power from on high so you could get out there and change the world everywhere you go. So you need to be fully initiated. You need to be fully baptized. Baptized to immerse, to submerge, to pickle. I love pickles. You love pickles? I love pickles. I mean, pickles Pickles are no longer cucumbers, and they can never go back to being cucumbers. They are forever saturated. They are forever changed. You can't unpickle a pickle. It's pickled. 
You can't unpickle a believer. You get whacked in the Holy Ghost. There is a permanent change. That's what it means, baptized, means to produce a permanent change. What does it say in 1 John chapter 2? It says, when the Spirit came upon you, it came upon you, and he's made residence in your life. Go read it. It says, permanently. You are anointed with the Holy Ghost permanently. You're not just getting wet. When people go through these tanks, they are identifying with the fact that there is a union with Christ that results in genuine change. Can I get an amen? Henry Ford. You remember Henry Ford? Probably not. He's the guy who started. You remember Ford, the Ford company? Have you seen a Ford sign? Do you drive a Ford? Have you driven a Ford lately? Anyways, Ford. Henry's the guy who started that whole thing. He's the guy who started Ford Motor Company. Well, way back in the day, he was over in Europe promoting and talking about how he did this long assembly line and what he was doing. And so while he was there, he got a telegram. They sent him a message, and they said, we had a guy who works for us for years who has come back with like a a trailer load of tools and stuff and equipment from the plant. And the guy says that he's doing it because he accepted Jesus as his Savior. And when he was baptized, he couldn't rest until he restored everything that he'd stolen. So that's what Henry Ford said. Dam up the Detroit River and baptize the entire city. Can I get an amen? I mean, if that's going to change people's hearts, then let's get the whole city dunked in the glory. I tell you, we're told, that's what we're told to get out there and see people pickled in the goodness of God. Luke 3, 21 and 22, when all the people were there and baptized, Jesus came and he was also baptized. And while he was praying, after his baptism, he's praying, he's saying, Father, this is good stuff. The Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove. And the voice came from heaven and said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. So you had Jesus, the incarnate son of God, son of God, very God, Jesus. There, the person of Jesus Christ. Then you have the person of the Holy Spirit. It was not a dove. Those silly pictures that show a dove. Look, a dove came on Jesus. No, it was like a dove. Like I could jump up and down like a ballerina. It doesn't make me a ballerina. True story. Just because the Holy Spirit, it might have looked like a dove was falling on him. There was something happened. There was something tangible. There was something visible that came out of heaven, and it descended on Jesus, and it remained on him. The Holy Spirit, third person of the Trinity. And then all of a sudden, the heavens open, and there's a voice. And there's a voice that says, you are, you are my beloved son. Let me say to you, son, daughter, let me say to you right now, you are his beloved son and daughter. And I'll tell you, let me tell you something else. He is well pleased with you. He's not well pleased with you because you performed right or you behaved right. He's pleased with you because, first of all, listen to this. You are a son and a daughter of God. And he's pleased with you. Did Jesus do a lick of ministry? All he did was get baptized. He come out of the water and all of a sudden the father says, proud of you, son, love you. There's a well-pleasing thing that you should always have in your heart. Always know this, that your father is nuts about you. Any ministry you do, anything you do should operate out of the place of he is pleased with me. I'm not trying to get into the realm of pleasing with God. God already says, I am to die for. He is nuts about me. He loves me. And I am baptized in the well-pleasing principle. Say amen to your neighbor three baptisms the spirit baptizes the believer into the body of christ the spirit is the baptizer the believer gets baptized a disciple is baptized they are baptized by the church the church disciples baptize believers in water the substance is water the first substance was the family of god the body of christ the third substance is jesus is the baptizer what is he baptized in you're baptized in the spirit there's three different baptizers there's three different substances you're baptized into the family of god you're baptized in water you're baptized in the holy spirit spirit 
So coming to Jesus and being baptized in the family of God, that's one. Coming and being baptized in water, that's two. The third thing is being baptized. Let Jesus baptize you. Jesus is the baptizer. That's what the, John the Baptist said he was coming for, to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. When Jesus came out of the water, he was baptized, smeared, pickled, saturated with the Holy Ghost. And then it says he went and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. He was there by the Spirit in the wilderness. And then it says and he came out of the wilderness in the power of the Holy Spirit. And he walked into the church that day and he said, I am anointed you're anointed turn to your neighbor say you're anointed you're smeared in the holy ghost you are a life changer world shaker jesus himself followed the process born from above baptized in water baptized in the holy ghost the spirit descended upon him and it remained upon him john 6 38 and 44 i have come not to do my own will but to do the will of him who sent me and this is the will of him who sent me that everyone who sees the son and believes in him may have everlasting life and i will raise him up in the last day boom Jesus was in Gethsemane and said, not my will, but your will be done. Hello. Hello. You got a will right now. You don't even have to pay attention if you don't want to right now. You can do something else. You can, you know, balance your checkbook. You can do whatever you want. You can mind dream. But it's your will whether you pay attention or not even to me. Jesus had a will whether he was going to go to the cross. He had a will whether he was going to honor Jesus every day of his life, just like you. But you know, Jesus said, I only speak what I see the Father, I speak what he's saying. And he says, I only do what I see him doing. He was in constant communion with the Father, and it was the will of the Father that was done in his life 24-7. And thank God for you. That's why you're sitting here today, because Jesus Christ, your Savior, died for your sins. And that's what's going on. But boy, a lot of us got a will, don't we? Sometimes I will, sometimes I won't. Sometimes I ask the what's the will of the Father. Sometimes I just do whatever I please. I tell you, when are we going to see a church that comes fully under the Lordship of Jesus Christ? Hey, well, is that hardship to do what God wants? Is it hardship to serve him? Is it going to be messy and ugly? Is it going to be painful every day to do what the will of God is? Are you kidding? You're never going to be more blessed than when you walk every moment of your life doing what he pleases and what he desires. But boy, we got a lot of people. Boy! And God wills that I watch the maple leaf, so get over it. I talked to him about it, he said it was fine. In fact, he says all other fans are not of God. I might have misheard him on that one, don't quote me on that. So I might have a bias there, amen. See that, we slipped right into the flesh. That's how quick it can happen. That's how quick it can happen. All right, the first command is not go, but it's wait. You got to wait until you're baptized in the Holy Ghost. He said, stay in the city. I mean, he opened up their minds and gave them full revelation of Scripture. I mean, imagine having your mind open up to fully understand Scripture by the Spirit of God. Imagine that. What an amazing Bible study tool that would be. I'm going to open your head right now and cram you with full revelation. (laughs) That's what the Bible says happened to them. And yet, even with all of that knowledge, he didn't say go preach. He said wait. Wait until you're baptized with the Holy Ghost. Because even if you got all knowledge, it's not about a knowledge transfer. It's about releasing an experience of God. It's releasing a supernatural manifestation of God. Coming to God isn't an exchange of information. It's an exchange of power. The kingdom of God, it says, is not a matter of talk. It's of power. Power. Say power. power. My goodness. Say hurry up, pastor. I got four minutes. 
Say four minutes. You got four minutes. All right, baptism is not a ritual to be performed. It's a dynamic that must be present in your life right now. If you're a baptized believer, who's a baptized believer? Been baptized in water. I'm a baptized believer, and I'm bold about it. I'm a baptized believer. You know what? It's not a historical event in your life. It's a present continuous revelation of your identification with Jesus. It's not something you did. It's something that you're powerfully walking in right now that has a strong manifestation in your life today. I am a baptized believer in Jesus Christ. I am identified with him, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. I died with him. I was buried with him I'm raised with him I'm seated in heavenly places I'm a baptized believer identified with Christ I reign and rule over every circumstance because it was done it was finished I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus old things passed away behold all things have become new all right I don't care what it takes hire her she has to come back every week all right and on Wednesday, she's going to give training lessons on how to listen to a sermon. <laughs> Jesus' name. 1 Peter 3, 21, the waters of baptism do that for you. They don't just wash away dirt. It's not about that. What it does is it causes you to be identified with the resurrection of Christ. And you are able to stand before God boldly with a clear conscience because I am a baptized believer. Any baptized believers here? Really fast. I'm just going to name them and throw them out really fast. Five imperatives. It's a call to follow Jesus. It's a call to follow Jesus. It's a call to be like he was. It's a call to say, not my will, but your will be done. That's what it is, folks. That's what Jesus is looking for. And it's not a miserable thing to every day say, I want to do the will of God. It's not a miserable thing every day to wake up and say, Holy Spirit, put me on like a garment and take me around and manifest the kingdom. What would happen if we had a few people who were passionate about God's purpose today and said, I want to serve you every moment of my life? What would happen if we had some people that said, God, it's time to turn things around in this world? Come on. All right, come on, come on. Number two, it's a promise to receive the Holy Spirit. It says, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. There's something happens in baptism. When Jesus was baptized, the Spirit came upon him. Several times in Scripture, they were baptized, and the Spirit came upon him. Some people did it the other way. You got baptized the Spirit first, but then you got to be baptized in water. And I tell you, there's something there. There's something about this water baptism that opens you up to the movement of the Spirit of God in your life. It's a call to identify with Jesus Christ. The old man was crucified with him, and he who has died has been freed from sin. Sin. I tell you, I've seen people go through these waters of baptism and get sin blasted off their life. I had a guy called me. His name was, his name was, uh, it was Carl Good. It was Carl. Maybe it was Carl. Maybe it wasn't Good. It was, oh, sorry, it was Carl Black. <laughs> but he called me up. He doesn't live in town anymore. But he called me up one day and he said, Pastor, I've got fingernails. I was like, oh gosh, what's going on? No, pastor, honestly, I, I don't mean to be weird, but I have fingernails. I said, well, well, yeah, we got fingernails. He goes, no, you don't understand. Ever since I was a little kid, I chewed my fingernails raw. I mean, I always, I don't know if you noticed, but I walk with my hands in my pocket or my hands behind my back. I'm always hiding my hands because I, they are bloody and they are a mess. I mean, I, I chew them all the way down to the bone. And he said, but pastor, today I got up and went, oh, my goodness, I have fingernails. I was thinking I might even have to go get some clippers. And I said, well, what's going on? He says, ever since I was baptized, I now realize I stopped chewing my nails. 
and he was totally set free, totally delivered. I've seen people who are, who you wouldn't know it, Cheryl and I knew it, but we took people who were bound by horrible circumstances, and they've been baptized several times before, but we asked if they're baptized demonically, would say you've never been baptized. And the person would fragment in personalities, because getting baptized is a big deal. And we had to help that person stay in spirit, stay present, got them baptized, totally delivered that day from a bunch of demonic stuff. Totally set free. Totally set free. Had to call back the next day and ask my wife, how do I work a vacuum cleaner? Because she'd never done so many things. It was the first time she was present in her own life. And I tell you, stuff like that over and over again. I've seen people healed, delivered, set free. Because it's not just getting wet. And if all you did was get wet, repent right now and say, I am a water baptized believer. It is not a historical event. It's something working in my life right now. And I dedicate myself to when I went through those waters, something happened in those waters and I've been delivered forever and set free. Let it be a revelation. It's a call to identify with Jesus. You know, it says the waters were parted all the way back to Adam. You know, when they walked through the Jordan River, the waters parted all the way back to Adam. You know, I think that's important. You know why? Because whatever you think in, in your past has got some kind of claim on your life and your present. When you're baptized all the way back to Adam, you have been set free. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. It doesn't matter what your heritage is, what your background is. My mom told me that our family, if you're going to get baptized, you need to go and get ready to get baptized how's that because i'm going to stop in about two minutes i'm already two minutes over my mom told me that our whole family had the uh what's that a fibrillation what do you call that thing a trib or something i don't know where your heart goes flutter flutter out of order i don't know so my mom she kept on telling me you know i got it your uncle ian's got it your aunt ruth got it your uncle ian's got it both your brothers got it checked out and they got it so you know what you got it i said mom i pass she said you can't pass it's, it's, it's a genetic thing. I said, Mom, I'm going to pass on that. And she said, Carl, you know what? When, it, when it's something that's in your genetics, I said, Mom, I'm going to pass. I said, it says in Peter that you've been delivered from the empty way handed down by your forefathers. So I believe that word on purpose. So I let that word work on my life, and I pass on that. So anyways, I had to go to the doctor for a situation. And so I said, what about this thing? He said, well, you know, uh, we can put you on a treadmill and do a couple things. And we can do a, do a, a 4D uh, uh, ultrasound. We can check you out. I said, sure, let's get her done. So he did that. Then they put me on the treadmill. And he, you know what he said? He said, run. <laughs> I probably told you the story last week. But I ran. And, you know, I came in. And, you know, when I went in to see the doctor, I said, so, doc, what's the deal? He said, either you got it or you don't, you don't. I said, I don't. I said, does it deliver later? Does it happen later in life? He goes, no, either you got it or you don't, and you don't. And you know, here's the thing. My brothers are identical twins, identical twins. And you see, with identical twins, my one brother has this blood disease, and, and he got this disease, and they told him it's a genetic thing. So he said, well, I'm an identical twin. Should I tell my brother to get checked out? He says, if your brother's not manifesting it, your brother doesn't have it. He said, but if it's genetic, we have that same code. He says, what you have to understand about your genes is your genes give you a disposition, but it doesn't mean you get it. You get it by how you handle life. You get it by how you handle stress. You get it by how you handle fear. He got that from a doctor. And the doctor said, your brother doesn't have to get it. Clearly, you don't handle stress properly. You don't handle fear properly. And you turned the gene on. But you know what? If you turn the gene on, guess what? You can turn it off. So I said to my mom, I'm going to pass on that. And I went and told her, Mama, don't got it. What? You don't got it? I said, yeah, I told you, Mom. I said no to that. Say no to drugs. Amen. Say <laughs> 
Anyway, he's going to deliver you, set you free. I got one more point. It's a circumcision to be performed. I got two more points. There's a cutting away of our sinful nature. Jesus, it says, it says in baptism, just like they got set free from their enemies through baptism and all the enemies of their soul were destroyed. In baptism, Jesus comes, Jesus does a miracle, and he peels away everything that's not of him so you can be freed to walk in the promises of God. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. There's a freedom to be appropriated. You come up free of bondage, free of accusation free of oppression they they came through baptized into moses and when they turned around the waters filled in and every enemy of their soul was destroyed to never see them again so you can look back in your life you can look all around when you come through the waters of baptism there's no thing that is pursuing you there's nothing that has a claim on you you've been identified with jesus you are hidden in christ jesus and nothing can affect you or attack you you're held in his hands and you're delivered from anything in this life or this world that could hinder you is that true it's absolutely true you know it says uh, i've been made all things have passed away all things have become new i'm a new creature in christ jesus that doesn't mean new a little bit it means something that didn't exist before has come into manifestation a brand new creation and it has no hooks on you no generational ties nothing anything you've done before you are absolutely set free of your own bad behavior your parents bad behavior your granddad's bad behavior the sins of a thousand generations are destroyed and obliterated who the sun sets free is free indeed in every way amen 